We spoke earlier in today's show about rent surging back up as we move past the darkest days of the pandemic. Well, the court system is also ramping back up, specifically family court. And just because there's a pandemic doesn't mean people stop getting divorced, working out custody of the kids, adopting children, or dealing with any number of the other important things that family courts deal with. It's been a really tough go uh, if you've had to be in court for any reason over the last couple of years with some light on the horizon. Now, to talk about this, we bring in Russell Alexander. He's a lawyer and co-founder of Collaborative Family Lawyers. Thanks for joining us, Russell. Good morning, Mark. Good to be with you today. I would expect that no one could describe what it has been like dealing with the family court system in the midst of a pandemic like you, because this is what you do for a living. Your your feet are on the ground there. What has it been like the last couple of years, and, and what's it like navigating it now as things start to sort of kick back in? Right. Great question, Mark. Well, we'll all remember March 2020. Everything kind of froze up, and the family court system froze up as well. It's only dealing with emergency matters, so... Everything stopped. And so we had a court system that's based on paper for hundreds of years. that had to literally pivot in a few weeks to receiving documents electronically and doing what we're calling Zoom divorces now, which is video conferencing. And I guess it's sort of spurred the province in a way to have to uh, adapt to technology, but it hasn't exactly been smooth sailing, has it? Well, the technology was there for a while. The court was reluctant to pivot for a number of reasons, including um, the importance of in-person hearings. But it was certainly a learning curve. Uh, Lawyers had to learn new technology. We had to update our systems to get digital files to the court. So it's been a real growing growing curve for everybody. But now the efficiencies are um, incredible. Now, the plan is for the Ontario Court of Justice to uh, resume most in-person proceedings as of April 4th. But I would assume it's it's not going to take off right out, right out of the gate. There's got to be a huge backlog there. Right. There is. The Superior Court of Justice, I think, is going back uh, April 19th. So both courts in the provinces are going back to in-person hearings. And the concerns a lot of family lawyers that I've spoken to have is it's going to increase the costs and expense. So prior to the pandemic, one of the biggest complaints was the system took too long, it was too slow, and it was too expensive. Zoom sped that up. We could have our hearings done in an hour electronically from your own home. And so there's concerns that we're going to see increased costs and expense to people trying to access the justice system. And also there are people who just technologically are not capable or are just not really savvy enough to to access court in this way. That's true. There are some people falling through the cracks. Not everybody has a high-speed internet connection or computer with the camera and the speaker or a cell phone. Um, I think I would argue it's probably easier to get connected than it would be to travel to court and wait around for five or six hours for your hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's there could be ways we could address the technology issue, including you know technology hubs perhaps at the courthouse or library so people can access the technology. So is there a point in time, uh, you know, you mentioned the backlog earlier that sort of has to be cleared out. Is there a point in time after April 4th when we can maybe get to a, a point of normalcy the way things were, were running, you know, at, I guess, optimal efficiency like they were before the pandemic? Right. Um, I would argue that the court's been more efficient during the pandemic than it has with in-person hearings. But I think you're probably going to be seeing maybe five or six months where we get that transition and people are actually showing up at the courthouse in person 
uh, it could take a number of months to get your hearing date. So maybe the fall of 2022 or even 2023 before we start seeing it being normal, which was what we did prior to the pandemic. Right. And one more thing about uh, Zoom divorces. Uh, I know you've spoken about this before. There are some concerns with those as efficient as they have been uh, in, I guess, more more sinister cases. There, there are some concerns that you as a lawyer have, too, about about conducting those, correct? There are. Um, one of the big concerns we're seeing is increases in domestic violence. So we're having, it's harder to screen those cases uh, electronically. If you're in person in the courtroom, the judge can oversee that. So that, that's a big concern. There's also a concern of increases in fake evidence being offered to the court, whether it's fake text messages or, you know, these spoofs that we're seeing. That's always existed, but it seems to be on the rise in the electronic environment. Is there any way you can combat that while still keeping it in an electronic forum? There is. Uh, you just need to be mindful of it. And there's some reported decisions of people who were up to some mischief in creating fake evidence. So the court's mindful of the new technology and is, is screening the evidence that is coming in electronically. All right. That's Russell Alexander, lawyer, co-founder of Collaborative Family Lawyers. Interesting to hear how, you know, the the, the sort of adaptation to a new way of doing things is actually uh, in many ways, you know, open doors toward efficiency. But at the same time, uh, you know, as we move toward normalcy, hopefully they can sort of, you know, um, uh, this can ultimately end up as a, as a positive. Russell, thank you so much for joining us today. Have a good day, Mark. Thank you. You too.